What's poppin' and welcome to Popcorn with Joel Saliar and your stop for all things pop where we talk about all things pop culture from here in the Philippines. Nasa bahay pa rin kami. And <laughs> the rest of the globe. If you're new here, thanks for coming by and listening to us or watching us here on Radio Katipunan. And thank you for continuing to listen for those who have been on for who knows how long. Let's go introduce our co-host for the night. Konti lang kami for the first time in a while. Let's welcome back Perns. Hello. Hey Perns. And Jeremiah is here as well. Hey, hello, hello, hello. It's an ACOM episode. <laughs> Dapat kami dalawa lang ni Jeremiah dahil wala lang. People have been busy. It's also been quite busy for me uh, the past few weeks. So yes. thank you guys for joining me. Especially as quarter four is ending. Yeah. All the projects are wrapping up. Well, what are you... Ito siguro question before we start the actual show, which will be a bit shorter than usual. What are you looking forward to this December season? Aside from the Q4 rush, you know. Well, I will start, but, you know, Christmas break, there's still that vibe around because even if you're at home, you've been at home for the longest time. You know, you've still been busy with a lot of things, but, alam mo, ako, I have, like, a lot of... Well, I guess I'm not counted because I have a lot of shoppy deliveries to fix. <laughs> Malapit na mag-12-12 and all that. But, you know, just the thought of Christmas and just some festivity after a crazy year is something to look forward to. Yeah. And I will show this cute baby Yoda I got. It's, like, huge. Oh! <laughs> oh God! Whoa. So that's something I'm happy that about. Huge. My birthday is next week, so it's, like, an advanced birthday gift. Oh, <laughs> so, uh, Jer... I guess you should go next. I didn't even know that they made Funko Pops that big. <laughs> yeah, it's 10 inches. And they're even bigger Funko Pops, like 18 inches. Wow. Sana all my 18 inches. Shout out! Ruler nga hindi abot ng 18, Um, Me, I am looking forward to seeing my friends. Because, you know, as we all go through it, Christmas is the time for reunions. And... As early as now, me and my various barcades were already setting dates for Christmas. So it's just that whole rush of seeing your friends, especially since we haven't seen our friends for the whole year because of the government. Yeah, 2021 <laughs> mid-year come faster. Hopefully mid <laughs> I have this really nice uh, house party with my friend. I think like... I, I'm personally okay with meeting my friends who live in the same village as me. Yeah. Because it's like, you know, it's not like you're out in a public place where you can, there's a higher chance of contracting the virus. But at least it's your friend's house. You can, uh, you can sanitize yourself. Sanitize? <laughs> yeah. And we're doing this really fun thing where we're going to cook lunch. And then afterwards, we're going to hire home service na Manny Pedi. So we're gonna get the Manny Pedi talk and have uh, our foot calluses removed (laughs) and nails painted while we catch up with our lives. So it's something I'm really looking forward to. That's really nice. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's really different seeing people in person even if you're on Zoom with them for like the whole week basically or however often you meet with people 
seeing them in real life is just like a completely True. different experience. So much has happened with my friend group, as you guys know. Yeah. <laughs> and true. we can't even be there for the big events, mm. the life-changing events. Prince, you go. For me, what what I'm excited about December is I'm excited to buy gifts. Mm. Because I'll be honest, I haven't, since the pandemic started, I haven't uh, made any major purchase. So like I've I've been saving up so much like i couldn't believe how much i've saved up so it's, i'm pretty excited that i finally get to spend it and now i'm gonna i'm able to buy even even better gifts than i was able to last year for my wow. family and friends ps5 na bayan for yourself <laughs> mm, we'll, we'll, we'll see we'll see PS5. <laughs> ps5 which sold out under a minute I'm, or two. crazy but yun nga, i'm really excited to for, to buy gifts na, which I should probably get to do it before all the potential gifts run out. But yeah, I'm excited. Shola, bote pa si Perns, nakaka-save up. We were I just know. talking we about just this talking a while ago. Before we started um, recording, like, oh, I'm just probably gonna save up in quarter two next year. <laughs> <laughs> Naka, naka-plan talaga quarter two pa. Or second quarter. But anyway, yeah, I mean... It's that's an exciting part about the holidays as usual. Tuloy-tuloy pa rin naman mga yun. And one of the gifts we have received as we uh, in this year of craziness is the gift of music. Wow. Ano talaga transition. <laughs> and speaking of music, I mean it's been a great year for music and they just announced the Grammys nominations. So before the Grammy nominations, I would like to announce that I have also been nominated. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> plug before mag close ang voting period, diba? So thanks to the people at Philippine Podcast Directory for the Philippine Podcast Directory Awards 2020, I have been nominated as part of the nominees for the Male Podcaster of the Year category. So thank you for that. I was really shocked. Like, wow, where did that come from? But it's a it's an honor to be nominated at the very least and thank you to the people who make up popcorn of course you guys and all the rest who join us week after week and the people who listen and of course the radio katipunan as well for all the support uh, i wouldn't be nominated of course without your help and your support all these uh, for the last two years or so so yeah uh, i hope you could Vote for me. The link is on our popcorn pages. Uh, you could just vote for all the other podcasts who are there. Or just vote for me if you want to. But the bottom line is, vote for me, please. <laughs> 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 vote Can I just say, I already voted for you, Cholo. Hashtag Stadiaran 2020. Yes. But we have 2022. Yes. So at least uh, we hope we win. I win. And it's going to be a win for everyone, not just me, because I'm just a moderator here. Joke. I'm just <laughs> like But yeah, um, thanks for that. And we will now move on to the show, which is about the Grammy nominations for Grammy 2021 bar 2020. 2021. 2021, yes. So that is the 63rd annual Grammy Award. So this will be a short episode as we discuss some of the major nominations and snubs and also you know our feelings about all the other nominations that happened in the grammys because 2020 was such a fun year but uh ayun 
let us start with that. So the top nominee for the year with nine nominations is Beyonce. And um, following her are six nominations each for Taylor Swift, Dua Lipa, and Roddy Rich. So, of course, let's congratulate our faves before we go to anyone else. Yes. yes. Congrats to the Queen yeah. Bee. And of course, my queen, Taylor Swift, <laughs> who just announced Congrats. her ano, uh, documentary slash concert, intimate concert for Folklore, which is called the Folklore Pond Sessions. Oh, wow. So that was just like a random, oh, hey, I'm dropping a new concert and uh, intimate documentary thing on Disney Plus at midnight, just like the way she... Um, just like the way she announced folklore. So that's something exciting for all the Swifties out there. And I will be watching that as soon as our recording <laughs> ends. So that's called Taylor Swift's Folklore, the Long Pond Studio Sessions. And it's on Disney Plus for people who can access Disney Plus. And elsewhere for people who can't access it on Disney Plus. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure Taylor will be uh, releasing uh, Spotify versions of these I think she did. Did she, she did? Um, let me check. I actually I haven't checked did. Spotify yet. I saw the Spotify thing about it. Oh yeah, it's already there. So yeah. the whole album, stripped edition, long pond studio sessions is already out on Spotify and all streaming platforms. I did not do my Swifty research because of work. Anyway, um, Taylor Swift, congrats. I mean, well-deserved for Folklore, of course. After being snubbed for the last two albums, which is Rep- Our Reputation and Lover, uh, it's a good return to form for her. Obviously, for me, talaga, medyo snub talaga yun. Because Reputation was uh, its own different take on Taylor Swift music. And Lover also had some good cuts from it. So it's it's nice that she got the recognition again after a while. So that's it for my Taylor Swift <laughs> news. For Taylor Swift, if you, for me lang, probably this is me lang, like if you put together Reputation, Lover, and uh, Folklore, I would dominate Folklore for Album of the Year given given the situation we are in right now and the way it's curated, the mm. sound of it. Uh, it's really nice to hear. So like, I would gladly nominate Taylor for that album. It's really nice. Ang ganda na pakinggan. And she got five nominations from that. Alam mo yun. And the sixth one kasi is from her song Cats. on Cats. But whatever. Which is a really good song. <laughs> it's pretty good, but really okay, good. sure. I'll oh, admit, but... I go. Sorry, Prince. No, yeah, but yeah, I'm just happy na it is a really well-deserved, like, uh, folklore does deserve to be, to have this, this amount it of It does. I, I'll admit, I'm not the biggest Taylor Swift fan, but folklore came at such a perfect time for the yeah. kind of album it is it's cozy it's warm yes it's very comforting and kind and, of sad too <laughs> yeah i may have my reservations with taylor swift the person but as an artist if you look at her past three albums she has shown the range yes exactly. of what she can do she has parang madonna lang she reinvented herself every time and every. it's it's i respect her for it yeah, I'll give her that. It's always a question of what is she gonna do next? Because True. she's such Rap a album. <laughs> <laughs> we never know. But obviously we know the next move will be uh re-recorded versions oh, of yeah, yeah. Her last everything. seven her first seven albums rather, because uh other breaking news, well not so breaking anymore, was that um 
Scooter Braun sold the whole catalog again to another uh, company, another company. For like $300 million. Yes. And they really couldn't resolve that whole thing. Um, and the company approached Taylor asking if she could uh, help out and like make things happen. But given the terms that they have with Ithaca, which is uh, by Scooter Braun, it wasn't really in favor of Taylor. And she said, yeah. you know, I couldn't really um, do that for myself given mm-hmm. everything that happened. And yeah, so she just said, she's really been like dropping hints like, hey, I'm gonna be, I'm already re-recording. I'm starting to re-record my past albums. Oh, and of course, wow. the first one will be Taylor Swift, the debut album. This, um, So... I'm kind of predicting it's gonna drop before the year ends out she's, of nowhere. Wow. She's doing what JoJo did. Yeah. When, I forgot her record label. But when JoJo got um, screwed over, mm. she recorded all of her, al- her two albums for Spotify. And it's really good. As in better than the originals, if I say so. Like her technical skill... Watching her re-record Get Out. Ang galing. Sobrang layo from the original. There's so much soul now. Yeah. Yun eh. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's gonna be the same with Taylor because her vocals hmm. have really changed as well. And her, you know, her talent. Of course, it's been how many years since she started? It's like 14, 15 years na rin. So, yeah. it's gonna sound different. And it's really exciting for a lot of fans out there. And that kind of like ruins the investment made by Scooter Brown, I guess. Yeah. yeah. True. The power moves. I just stand Especially there. if the re-recorded versions will be the only ones available in Apple Music or Spotify. I don't think she controls the old catalog then, eh? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, she'll yeah. still be earning from those, I believe, but she fully owns all the uh, songs released from Lover onwards, so she has more control over what she owns now. Ah, oh, shit. I didn't know that Kasama 1989. Yeah. yeah the last one last. in that Obama. cycle was Reputation. I thought, Reputation. I always thought it was only the early, early albums. No. That's so sad. Yeah. It is. I mean, that was the biggest issue talaga to begin with, with the whole Scooter Braun thing is, you know, you worked hard, you wrote all these songs, it's your photos, and you don't own any of it because people sold it out without your, like, permission or without really, like, asking for your blessing or anything like that. Parang ano lang, Ashley O-ish. Mm. Mm, yeah, I mean... Yeah, exactly. Exactly like Ashley, Ashley O's storyline. Yeah. Hey. So moving on from Miss Taylor Swift, we already talked about her too much on this show. <laughs> Dua Lipa, well-deserved. Future Nostalgia was yeah. great. Yes. Uh, I expected it, really. I dare say out of the biggest nominees of the year, Dua Lipa is the most improved out of everyone. She has shown so much growth. When she performed at the European MTV Video Awards last year, she premiered Don't Start Now with a yellow and black choreo. That was mm-hmm. just amazing. Wow. 
and everyone was tro- used to troll Dua for not being able to perform well, allegedly, not knowing how to dance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The infamous meme of her doing that. Yeah. I, I watched the concert she had here maybe 2019, early 2019 or late 2018. I'm not quite sure about the timeline. But yeah, may ganong impression naman talaga, even though her songs are really good. The stage yeah. presence was just not the yeah. parang bonga levels that you would want. And then she just killed it unexpectedly. The choreo was so smooth. There was the part of it na sobrang synchronized yung movements nila. She had presence, which I love and I can stand. And she recently did the guesting at the Graham Norton show where she sang Levitating and she channeled oh, yeah. her inner yeah, yeah, Diana yeah. Ross in the big-ass dramatic uh, fringe silver Valentino dress where she was really channeling her inner disco 70s goddess and it was amazing. It wasn't easy because that dress, you just know that it's super heavy, but she was moving. It was great to see. You can definitely see her improvement as an artist in the past year. Talaga. So yeah, six noms. I, yeah, very, really good for her. Including Dealing Album of the Year, Dua. which is... Including Album of the Year. Contender. And Record of the Year for Don't Start Now. For Taylor, pala, Folklore was an Album of the Year. Song of the Year, Cardigan. Well, I'm not super sold for Cardigan at this point yet. I don't know. It's not the strongest song she has on that album, but it was, I guess, her choice. But anyway, back to Dua Lipa. I would agree. Because, like, you know, your sophomore album is, like, a crucial period in your career. Because, you know, after the all the hits you have with your debut album, you're not quite sure how you're going to sustain that popularity in the second time around, right? And she proved herself now with Future Nostalgia, si Dua. So... <clears throat> It's really great, and we're looking forward to other stuff she comes out with. She just came out with uh, Prisoner with Miley Cyrus, and that was amazing. They can step on me anytime. <laughs> Plus, can we talk about what Miss Dua has done for the disco revival? Mm. I feel like she is one of the first artists to really usher in this trend of bringing back the disco style. After Dua released her album, In Came Doha Cat, and her very disco-inspired style. Kylie Minogue recently yep. yeah. released her disc album entitled, very disco. surprisingly, <laughs> Disco. <laughs> so there's this sense of disco coming back, which I think Mark Ronson tried to make happen earlier back on, on. Back then, yeah, he tried. With the, the uptown funk days, which it took on, naman, but then now you really see the aesthetic you see it in music videos. Even K-pop has gone the disco. Yeah, 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 yeah but, they have. So, you so, know, it's like the big uh, trend of the year or at least the last, the next year or so. And even the way music nowadays, like pop music is arranged, it's very sexy synthesizers, uh, very fast beats. So, yeah, disco is making a big comeback thanks to Dua and her producers. And that's something I feel like we really needed this whole year also. Some good vibes to like dance to ourselves in our own rooms wherever you may be. 
Because imagine if we only had sad songs in an in, in an already sad world, right? So it's nice to have some bops to like dance along to or like exercise to. I'm sure a lot of people exercise to future nostalgia. Yes, it's one of my favorite. Back when it was safe to run, it was one of my favorite uh, running albums. Do you know this village new? but we have to wear a mask and for a while we had to wear a mask and a face shield which was really stupid because like you could die yeah, the, you could faint yeah, yeah. but now they remove the face shield rule so i might just start again yeah i, I, I miss running i started at the start of the year and you know <laughs> now i'm just running for an award yes <laughs> that's it <laughs> Only thing I'm running for. Um, after Dua, um, Roddy Rich also nominated for six awards. I'm not too familiar with his music, to be to be honest. So we won't be talking about him. But I, I will give him credit though. Like he dominated uh, his category. So I guess, boy, good for him. Okay. Yeah, and I, I wanna... will probably listen to Roddy Rich after yeah. this too. Same, like. I don't. I'm not a big Roddy Rich fan. I I don't think I've heard his song, or maybe I have in the movie or something, but I don't know what it is. Um, good for him. Yeah, good for yeah, him. Congratulations. So other um, notable stuff to talk about from the Grammys um, nominations. Newcomers who were nominated this oh, year. Sorry, can I interject yeah. quickly and can we talk about Beyonce for, a, for oh, just yes. a bit? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, my position is I love her. I have so much respect for her. But the fact that she is the leading uh, artist to get nine nominations when there is so much talent available, so much new talent, Beyonce has been winning Grammy since the 2000s for almost two decades now and i feel like this is endemic of how the grammys is sort of resistant to change and they'd like to celebrate what is already celebrated yeah that's all i have to say and yeah, i think that she doesn't really have a full-length album yeah it's not really because like the, w- the reason why she has so much nominations is because three of them is because of Savage with Megan. So oh. Megan, whatever Megan's nominations is, that's also for Beyonce. So technically, own Beyonce's solo nominations is for Black um, for Black is King, Black, uh, Black Parade, Parade, Black is King, and, and Black is King. That's it, lang. Which is which is what I'm happy about. Like as yeah. long as she when got he was for, a young boy, her father. I really thought na she covered Black Parade pala. No, but no, it was it was her Juneteenth single pala. So good for her. But the I, was, vis- I, I saw was the really, visual. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, but I was really happy about Black is King because I really love Black is King. And my favorite yeah, song same. from Black is King was Brown Skin Girl, and which got also nominated. Uh, the music. You like Lapita? Oh, yes, it was so beautiful. So if if. She was if Beyonce was gonna get nominated, as long as those two were, I would she, take take it like, to the bank. Disclaimer, she deserves her nominations, but also the grant it just shows how stuck to the to their uh way of thinking the Grammys yeah. is. And but Black is King was a great visual album. Truly. 
very editorial and i think it's mostly mostly black artists and producers yep. uh, people work on it no yeah so i love what she's doing for her community also i think Beautiful. at this point you, she doesn't really have to prove herself anymore yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess for Taylor Swift, ganun na rin eh. Parang, you know, you're sometimes you just reach that level na Beyonce's just doing it for the art now more than, like, I guess more than... For the revenue awards. For the money because be, she's Beyonce. She's, she's right? set for life. <laughs> exactly. So, these are just like bonuses na I would say. <laughs> yeah. I'd actually go as far as make a claim that Beyonce is the number one entertainer of our times. No. I think she's like no question. <laughs> yeah, no question. Yeah, she's like she's our Michael Jackson. Jackson, Jackson. Yeah, I mean, yeah, given no question about it. So yeah. very well deserved, but I think the Grammy's choice to uh award everything to her is flawed. <laughs> Which we'll be talking more about later as <laughs> we as we go through some of the other hot topics in these Grammy nominations. But uh, speaking of Beyonce and Megan Thee Stallion, uh, Megan Thee Stallion has been nominated three times in this Grammy. I uh, four. She got her. four this month. She got four. four she's also for Nest New Artist, yeah. Yeah, so uh-huh. she's one of the emerging, well, she's already there, rap artists, female rap artists, or hip-hop artists. So it's great to see the this whole trend as well of... Um, all these powerful, empowered women just in the hip-hop industry also go into the mainstream, which also includes Doja Cat as well. I love Megan. Like, <laughs> she reminds me so much of a young little Kim. Just the way <laughs> just the way her flow, the way she dresses, the unapologeticness. I love her. I love how I, I'd say that there are three big women in hip hop right now. You have Nikki, Cardi, and Megan. And Megan. obviously, we all know about the Nikki Cardi beef. I love how Megan <laughs> is friends with both of them. <laughs> like they have their own singles, respectively. It's it's good to see. Parts, right? <laughs> yeah, she's the she's the good girl of hip hop right now. Okay, who else? Well, Phoebe Bridgers is also a notable nominee for the year. And she's been making her name known for the past year or so as well. So congrats to her as well. And that leads us to our next topic, which I guess is really controversial. Well, not to a lot of people, especially armies. So alam niya na BTS ang pag-uusapan natin because BTS is congratulations the first ever K-pop act to be nominated for uh, ana for sasabihin ko sa Academy Award wow. for, for um, Grammy Award. So I mean that in itself is a whole feat uh, of being nominated but they're only nominated for one award out of the six um out of the six um awards they submitted entries for they only got nominated for best pop duo or group song and that is for dynamite which is a full english song not even their other tracks um so yeah that's the whole issue is this merely a diversity nod for bts and it's the english track out of all the tracks 
that they submitted for consideration. What do you guys think? What are the six? What are the six they submitted for? Ba? Let me just check. Because I thought it was I thought they only got one. Because partially nga, it was eligibility issues. Kasi, that's why. Unless they submitted dynamite for a lot of things. Um, I was shocked that it was only they were only uh, nominated for best pop performance because they're the biggest boy band in the world right now, and it's kind of baffling that the Grammys doesn't recognize how, despite their songs being in Korean, they have a wide range of fans who listen to their stuff and who appreciate the technical merit of whatever they produce. I am just searching right now. I saw it last night, but I'm not. <laughs> ito, let me, ito na, nakita ko na siya. Sige, go. So they submitted for these categories. Oh wait, is this from an old awards? <laughs> Baka maling, maling article pala siya. Anyway, for me, I will get back to that later. For me, parang, <laughs> like Beyonce, my comment about Beyonce, does BTS... Parang yun nga eh, si Dren, we, we have our chat with all the co-hosts and Dren was saying, it reminds me of Bong Joon-ho uh, and Parasite saying that, you know, the Oscars are a very local award show. It's not really an international. And it just so happens that, you know, the rest of the world tunes in because it's America mm-hmm. and it becomes international in that sense. But I would agree with that as well in terms of this um nomination and you know you don't have to make it a big issue because why are we looking at the grammys as the yeah um the merit to become recognized as Mm. a musician right bts has proved themselves in so many different ways of course it would be great to be nominated for more awards uh for more grammys but the fact that they've gone through all the award shows and represented Korea and Asia and so many parts of the world and just shown their talent and charisma to everyone and you know just become a worldwide phenomenon that in itself for me is like the recognition you need I don't necessarily think I'm gonna I'm have to disagree that. with you there Cholo <laughs> go ahead that's why we're what's here the, what we're what's here the for. Gigi Good meme the I hear you and I respectfully disagree <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, okay, the thing about the Grammys is, yes, it is an American show, award show. Yes, mostly American, English, Australian acts are, English-speaking acts yeah. are the ones who are nominated. But the Grammys is the most legitimizing of all uh, award shows for music. Like, for example, you have the American Music Awards or the MTV Awards. Getting a Grammy is still leagues beyond getting any of those awards. I can't explain why, but it just is. Like when you get when you have a Grammy, your sales go through the roof. There's that legitimizing factor to it, and so I'm reminded of Bong Joon Ho's Oscar speech run, where he said. If you don't look beyond the subtitles, you're missing out a lot of great films. And the same applies to music. Like, why does the biggest or the most prestigious awards body for music 
only limit their views on what is great music to English songs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're there in a way they're sort of excluding a whole uh, several artists who deserve the recognition. Yeah. That's a good point naman. But I don't know. Parang for me lang as a K-pop listener, why do we have to like bow down to the western whole thing about I mean, you know, it's I guess it tama ka naman in the way the Grammys are regarded as the most prestigious, but in the changing times, you know, do we have to look at the white people's perspective for respect? Because yeah. everyone else in the world respects BTS already for what they yeah. have done and what they have proved to the whole world that uh, K-pop can really like yeah. become this massive. Although, of course, we respect our K-pop, ano, the people who paved the way in the earlier waves of K-pop. But in this current generation of K-pop, BTS is like the golden standard, right? So, ayun. So that's like why I'm saying that about uh, Yeah, for sure. It's just it's frustrating that the Grammys really can see what everyone can. They're so good. No one performs like them. Like na boy band. You never saw One Direction with stage performances that no. clean. No, they're, they're not I mean as a one as a directioner, nah, they're not dancers yeah. at all. Come on. <laughs> just sing, boys, just sing. And can I just say about BTS? I'm not officially part of the army there's so much more songs that i can i have to listen to first but i love how for every live performance they dress alike but distinctly mm. like for example if all of them are wearing suits you have v wearing a vest you have jimin wearing a full suit you have sugar wearing a t-shirt inside it's those little things that that very korean attention to detail which i love about them Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, I guess it's pretty much what we have to say about BTS at this point. But, you know, congrats to the boys. They're making history. And we love BTS. I love BTS. And, <laughs> you know, again, aside from BTS, there's so much great K-pop out there to also listen to. BTS is not the only one. They're great. I love them. I also listen to them. But there's also a lot of other groups. Not just the one I stand, but all the other groups that you can find wherever you stream stuff on. Not just Korean music, even OPM. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I, because of BLs, I also listen to Scrub, who are from Thailand. So, you know, it's like <laughs> a whole diverse world of music out there. And yeah, we, we just shouldn't just look at Grammys or America, the West, for this, like, what should we listen to, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, any last thoughts on BDS? as I try to search for what other categories they submitted for. Taeyong, please marry me. Charot. <laughs> I mean, Good I'm luck. just sure... Good luck. Good luck, Jeremiah. Oh, <laughs> who, ganito, who is your bias in BTS? I am Jin. Mm, good choice. Or good Jimin. Choice. I'm uh, V and Jungkook. I, I I I can't. I have no contribution to this. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> sorry. Okay. So anyway, we move on to the next. I mean, 
these are just some other um, notable nominations, if they are to be called notable. Um, Kanye West is apparently nominated for Best Contemporary Christian Album for Jesus is King. Well, I don't know what to say about that. I don't even want to talk about Kanye West. <laughs> Same, I don't want to talk. Go first. I'm sorry. It's just, it's just really funny. Like, Kanye in the Grammys is nothing new. Like, it's he's won a bunch of Grammys. But the fact that he's that Jesus is King got nominated for a Christian album, it's just so funny. Because the guy who ran for in it. <laughs> this is the guy who ran for president, and he's nominated for. It's just I can't believe it. Like, this is exactly 2020 right here. This nomination right here. Like, I unbelievable. Unbelievable. I just can't believe it. Talaga. Let's just leave it at that. I mean, if you want to go deep about it, uh, nominating <laughs> a man who tried to uh, ruin the U.S. election by <gasps> running a false campaign is a very traditional Christian thing to do and that's all I have to say about that. So, dapat sa traditional, dapat hindi contemporary Christian, dapat traditional Christian pala siya. Dapat Bible thumping, <laughs> <laughs> sister marrying. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, well. I'll stop, I'll stop. <laughs> oh well, Kanye, whatever, go ahead Kanye. He's, he'll probably go wild over this. If he, he's gonna, Oh, r- probably if he loses this, he might go on a. All I'm gonna say again. is, probably. I feel I feel for Kim Kardashian with that, what she's going through. That oh, must be really yeah, I mean, um, it must be a lot. And kudos to her for you know, dealing with it. yeah, and like for being a great wife and supporting your husband who has clear mental health issues, but who doesn't want to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good for Kanye. Like, yay, Jesus. Yay, yay. Yeah, go, go Kanye. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. Yeah. Well, ayun pala, before we move to the next controversial thing, I'd just like to say the, the award uh, that no, BTS is nominated for, which is the best pop duo slash group performance, that's a really hard race because it has Dynamite, it has Exile by Taylor Swift and Bon Iver. It has Rain uh, On Me by Lady Gaga and Ariana Grande. So, you know, yeah. it's really a toss-up for anyone. because that was my, that, It's my favorite category of all. That so, was like the uh, really... Parang yun ang one of the biggest songs of the year, if you think about it. And that's just really tough for the voters, I guess. So we will see who wins that award. I, I could even choose, even if I love all those songs in their own ways aside from the other songs in that um, category anyway so um, another controversial thing are Justin Bieber's four nominations um, because he got nominated for kasama siya sa pop um, duo and group performances for intentions but also he posted a controversial post saying that he's honored to be nominated but why is he in pop the pop genre and not R&B while other people were snubbed or like robbed of their nominations so that's kind of like why are you still and Yummy being nominated is also a hot topic because you know <laughs> really? really queen? <laughs> and it took apparently 21 writers to write that right? <laughs> what? what? I heard that uh, as a Justin Bieber stand during the Purpose era. Same. I have to say, 
wow, I am disappointed. And <laughs> how he has fallen from grace. Well, it's a hard, it's a hard um, career to be in True. to try and like be relevant for how many years. It's not, and he has a, he just released a song about that then, right? So it's kind of, I guess. It's just weird that Yummy out of all the songs got nominated. So. True, out of I feel like Yummy is a song that's perfect for TikTok, but oh, yeah. it's an award-winning song. That's actually that's what my sister brought up. Like the reason why a lot of songs are nominated is because TikTok uses them. Ah, true, Savage. So, yeah, uh, I see say so. Yeah, so prob that's probably why Yummy's there. I don't know. Probably. So pala, the real number is five songwriters. Aside from including Justin Bieber, there are five writers among like a list of producers for one song that literally oh says, yummy yummy, that "Yummy, yummy, yummy." <laughs> so you know, it's kind of laughable how this can be nominated. <laughs> As we move on to the last part of our show, which is about robbed people in this, um, in this year of Grammy nominations. Rob Kardashian, Rob Stark. <laughs> yes. So, will we begin? I guess Jeremiah has a lot to say about this. Yes, First I do. Off, well, Lady Gaga only got two nominations this year. And Chromatica is a critically acclaimed album. Everyone loved it. It's another, you know, serotonin boost for a lot of people earlier in the year. And to be nominated for two lang out of, you know, how many you could have been nominated for. That's kind of sad for Gaga. Although she has, you know, she has so many nominations at this point. But for this album specifically to be snubbed, it's kind of sad. The thing that pisses me off about this snub is she had that perfect transition from Chromatica 2 to 911. And the Grammy still didn't. Um recognize her for that it's the perfect album transition out of all the album transitions i've heard of in my life Sobrang so and like it became a meme so it has that cultural cachet that alone like re- was a cultural reset <laughs> gagas what's the name of her first uh, her first single stupid love when stupid love's music video came out it was the first ever music video to be shot using an iPhone 11. So, oh. yeah. So it was like, there was a lot of history as with anything Gaga does in this album. And sobrang ha, why can't the Grammy see Gaga for the great artist Art, that she is? Artist that she is, yeah. See, really surprised me that she only got two. Given, I've seen so much... Uh, Positive, uh, positive reviews from Chromatica and she got too long. It's baffling. Like, wow. How could you skip over her like that? I feel like we were just talking about how Beyonce is the number one entertainer. She's our Michael Jackson. I feel like Gaga is sort of like a mix of the Barbra Streisand and the Madonna of our times. She has, she has so much cultural cachet right now and it's just sad. And inexplicable how the Grammys see you like why do they think like that that was yummy and then nominate <laughs> yeah I mean Gaga songs although they're catchy have a lot of depth in them and if you really read into it even the visuals of the music video and you know the cultural impact of Chromatica 
among a lot of her other works. So that's just really unfortunate. But congratulations to Chromatica for being nominated for Best Pop Vocal Album of the Year. Yeah. Alongside Harry Styles, who has also been snubbed for Fine Line. Um, he only has two as well, right? Which is... Three. Three. Pop, he has three. Um, pop Vocal Album. What are the other spurns? He got nominated for Adore You, Adore You, and Watermelon Sugar music video. Yon. So, isa pa yon. Um, Jeremiah was saying something about Stevie Nicks comparing. Yes. Um, fine line to rumors. Yeah, someone tweeted because Stevie and Harry are really good friends now, and if rumors are to be believed. Stevie ha- apparently has this crush on Harry, which is so oh. funny, and I love it. Oh. Because really like Harry, Harry is a pretty boy, and Lindsay Buckingham, Stevie's ex, is such a pretty boy also, and they sort <laughs> of have that. Anyway, so Stevie next herself said that fine line is the rumors of our generation, which I I can see it. It's a really big claim by a really big artist. And they got he got snubbed. It's such a perfect album. And more importantly, it marks a big departure from Harry Styles the pop star to Harry yep. Styles the yep. rock star. Yeah. We're, this is Harry Styles in his experimental crooning rock Gucci era. Hindi na siya One Direction. So, again, sobrang weird that the Grammys can't see Harry for his artistry. The album flowed really well. I was listening to it a while ago. It's the perfect thing to listen to when you're running, when you're working. My sisters play Fine Line every day. So I get to listen to Harry. And you can really, I can really see, I'm listening, it was like, this is Harry? This is not the Harry. This is not the Harry from One Direction years. This is not even the Harry from Sign of the Times. Like, this is a real musician right here. And I was really, really, really saddened when I saw all the submissions he gave and they were not considered at all. Like, really? Like, nakaka-disappointed talaga because post-1D, Harry is the only one I ever really followed. He's the and most I, successful. Yeah. He's the Justin Timberlake <laughs> of One Direction. <laughs> oh, has like, yeah, they have their own years, but Harry really solidified himself into the mainstream. I mean, everyone else has Niall has good songs. Yeah, he has some uh, good earlier work as well. I'm not too much of a fan of his uh, later, uh, more recent songs, but they have pretty substantial naman. That's true. Not as I love Pillow Talk. Yeah, but, but Harry's Harry... like one of the A-listers na. Yeah, he's music. the he's the first of the boys to get the, uh, a nomination. So give oh, him credit. He's first of the boys to get. So give him credit. Come on, Grammys. Come on. <laughs> Come on. My gosh. It's it's nakatalaga. It's disappointing. Ito pa after Harry Styles, another snub is Ria Sawayama, which a lot of people are kind of disappointed about. Um, she had a really good album as well. Uh, and you know, people are sad that she wasn't even considered for best new artist, because that's a lot of artistry as well, uh, and a lot of range from that album she just released this year. Uh, Very in line with the disco revival, I'd say. Mm-hmm. I'm not very in at the risk of revoking my gay card. I am not very familiar with Miss Sayawama's work, but. 
she, she, I think she's slowly making a name for herself as the gay artist, mm-hmm. like the gay cult, in the same vein as Kim Petras or Robin. That's all I have to say about her. <laughs> I mean, the 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 fact that I don't, I also don't listen to Rina. But the a fact that a lot of I see a lot of people on Twitter and in our chat talk about her and rave about she, her. She ended last night. Not even one or one nomination Wala. for even yeah. new artists, de right? Like, come on! Like, it really gives you the glimpse, talaga. The Grammys are so close-minded about the people they listen to. Ang kited ng standards nala. Yeah. And speaking of that, which leads us to our last topic for the Grammys, it's the weekend who has oh. been robbed of nominations. I'm excited, and he's arguably had one of the like best oh. songs of the year. Yeah, with blinding lights, and he got zero. What? And That's earlier what today, happened? he tweeted, "The Grammys are a corrupt yinba. The Grammys are." Yeah. No, he was like, Grammy. The, he mentioned the Grammys, and he was like, "Me and my fans deserve transparency." And Complex recently released something. We have some Grammys tea. Let me whip it up. Ito, Apparently, ito niya, wait lang before you go. Ago. He says the Grammys are corrupt. The Grammys remain corrupt. You owe me, my fans, and the industry transparency. That was a whole tweet. And so, he has. He has good reason for his claims. Yes, he does. So go, Jeremiah. Explain. Because rumor has it that I'm gonna read the headline. TMZ reports the weekend was issued an ultimatum: perform at the Grammys or the Super Bowl. Because the weekend is performing at the Super Bowl, but the Grammys wanted him to be an exclusive performing artist, I guess. But really. Who, which artists at the top of their game would only choose one big event to perform at, right? Yeah, and the other one is more like an award show that one of the award shows that you can perform at. I would feel. Yeah, and it's not the Super Bowl. <laughs> the Super Bowl is like a headlining huge event. deal. Anyway, I will continue reading. There is reportedly growing suspicion that bitterness from the negotiations could have cost the weekend his Grammy nominations. I mean, if there is some truth to this, really, <laughs> again, it's on the it's on the recording academy then, de ba? Sila yung problem. Ah, I can't. Uh, I'm like, I'm taking this. I'm trying. I'm don't know if I will believe this wholeheartedly because it's TMZ eh, who reported yes. it. But if it is true, like, oh. Come on, I mean. Well, this what is... are what are TMZ's like? What is TMZ's like success rate at telling true stories at this point? <laughs> <laughs> what do we believe in <laughs> anymore these days? <laughs> is TMZ fair. more reliable than fake news? <laughs> to be fair, uh, no, actually, TMZ, TMZ was one of the first outlets to break the fact that Caitlyn Jenner was trans. Which, sorry about that, Caitlyn, but. And everyone at the time was like, "No, it's not real." But, Boop. but anyway, disappointed. Blinding lights deserves it. Come on. Very true. And Gosh. and that has like one billion, almost two billion streams on Spotify. You can't go to a grocery store or see a YouTuber's video or without watch hearing TikTok it. Without <laughs> yeah. hearing that, right? So it's so just unfortunate and disappointing at the same time. Buti na lang may Bella Hadid siya. Yun na lang. So, I guess that wraps up our Grammy 
2021 nomination discussions. Any last yeah. um, thoughts about this? Um, or? Just to, ano lang, just to finish lang, like, a lot of people are wondering why some artists aren't there. Like, I saw a tweet saying, why isn't Ariana nominated? And you also mm. mentioned here, Cardi B isn't nominated. Well, Ariana... It's just... <laughs> Miss Ariana. It's, I'm just sorry. for, ano lang, the only reason why... It's ano lang talaga. Like, it's the eligibility issues lang. That's the only reason why. Even for BTS's uh, B album. That's why they're not in most yeah. nominations. They really weren't a bit eligible. So expect next year people like Ariana, Cardi B, uh, uh, <laughs> BTS, and Sam Smith, they'll all be there to, at the next ano, Grammy Awards. Provided, so, provided they keep up the campaigning. Yeah. It's so weird now though because in Twitter, a lot of people are dragging Cardi B like, oh, you didn't get nominated. And Cardi cleared it up. And then she's like, y'all really want to drag down a girl when you think she's down. Which, you no, know, no. that's Twitter in a nutshell. Yeah, people should do their research more about eligibility and all those um, considerations for a nomination before like making things up, right? But well, Grammy's has one of the weirdest eligibility talaga. True. I, I have to keep checking every time. So it, it really weirds me out. That's, that's why. why they release, they have like, oh, I have to release my album at this month so that I can be considered. Yeah. Yeah, so with maybe. that said, I would be surprised in the Grammys 2022 awards if Cardi B does not win for WAP. <laughs> Another cultural like, reset of the A year. cultural reset, one of the biggest, well, not among the biggest, but one of the things we're missing out the most in 2020 is we were robbed of the chance to dance WAP in a crowded yeah, in, club. Yeah. Can you imagine how wild it would be? I can only imagine Jeremiah doing it. <laughs> you can, everyone would be doing the TikTok dance together. It's going to be like a global tala, but slutty. <laughs> global tala. Pero mas global. Mas ano siya. Mas basa mas, lang. Ganun. <laughs> mas, mas, mas out there. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see. We'll see how their campaigning goes. Pero ito, nahanap ko na yung sa BTS pala bago tayo magos. They submitted four for Dynamite, which are Song of the Year, Record of the Year, and Pop um, Duo Group Performance of the Year. And for Map of the Soul 7, they submitted for Album of the Year, Best Vocal Pop Album, pop, Best Pop Vocal Album, and Best Engineered Album Non-Classical. And Best oh, Music see? Video for Dynamite. So they did submit a lot for Dynamite, but Map of the Soul yeah. was also a pretty good album, I would yeah. say, that they should have at least considered to put there. I, it's really the English thing, I think. Yeah. A lot, mm. of, I mean, even in outside of the States, naman, when you say, oh, you should try to listen to K-pop, a lot of people are like, but you don't understand what they say. But like, I'm like, you can Google whatever they mean mm. in the song and it's so easy to just read the descriptions or and really bts releases peppy dance music have we do, you, do we really listen to the lyrics of peppy dance music true that's, yeah, that's true like yeah, these are songs that you dance in the club to or when you're driving to work it's feel good dance music I think the Grammy should focus more on the production and the 
the musicality of the songs and the technical skill that went into it instead of the lyrics. It's like if they can nominate a song that goes yummy, 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 yummy. <laughs> That's its own language in itself. <laughs> they could have at least researched the translations yeah. of BTS songs. But anyway, that ends our discussion for the Grammy 2021 nominations. You can read the full list online wherever you can read it. It's on the Grammy website or any other um, news outlet that you would prefer. But aside from that, um, they also announced the MMFF 2020 um, entries. And MMFF this year will be online. So that's like a new experience. And well, I'm not necessarily sure if it's a new experience the way movies are selected but it's interesting to not have to go out and you know see how movies fare aside from the blockbusters they always put out in mmff and you see the trend of um lgbt themed movies like really get into it because there are two lgbt themed um movies in this year's Mm. um list of entries I mean, I gave up on the MFF a long time ago. Na. Yeah. Like, I never, I, I never hoped for. Like, I'm no, if of all of, of the 10 they give every year, I usually expect only one will actually be, you know, pretty good. Not really good, just pretty good. Na bearable. No, one That's what I expect. Yeah. So, like, like that one year, it was Portrait, portrait of the Filipino. And then I never even bother checking out the other because it's the same stuff that you see in every other festival. So like, whatever na lang. I'm I was hoping... It could... I'm looking forward to Fangirl, which is by yeah. Anna Daune. Um, I was hoping... That's one of the things that I was hoping for different. Like, I hope na given that it's going to be online, maybe MFF could offer some different things. Like, the popularity of the BL, of BLs this year give the chance talaga for a BL movie to come out. So that's I was really happy. And then you also have Fangirl. But you look at the rest, it's another another fantasy movie. Another Vong, another, you know, another Vong Navarro <laughs> movie. So like it's the it's the same stuff. Nothing really much has changed. Mm-hmm. Except what that it's th- online and walang vice ganda and um, big soto this year for industry reasons. That's and the fact that you know MMFF is traditionally because it comes out in Christmas, so it's yeah. the time where a lot of people who don't usually have the means to spend uh, money on movie tickets can really go out to their families and go to the cinema. And sad lang na mawawala yung aspect na yan because it's online and not everyone in the Philippines has access uh, yeah. to the internet. That's true. But, you know, that's what we have to live with. I mean, it's been a sad year for the film industry for sure because, yeah. you know, the only outlet you have is mostly Netflix or iFlix or other yeah. streaming platforms. So, we'll have to what see. The- um Pisana Pilipinang Filipino is ongoing yeah. right now. And it's been an okay experience so far. I feel like it would have been more inclusive, no? If we partnered up with a big broadcast network and did MMFF there. Like, very old school, my timed movie slots. But, well, that's another discussion. <laughs> yeah, because 
you know, money talks at the end of money the day. Talks. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, last few things. We will now go to our... Uh, I think Burns wanted to say something about the crown. Uh, I'll, I, I only want to say a few things because I'm banking on Cholo doing an episode one day. Yeah, I won't say once anything. Once I watch everything. Once he finishes it. <laughs> all I can say is, it's okay. I mean, it's the drama's there. Lo- what I love Emma Corrin and I really, really, really love Margaret Thatcher. Mm. Oh, God. This is ex- it was exactly what I hoped for in Thatcher. Everything else was you know KK KK lang, but not the, exactly the best season. But sige, sure. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna save my opinions for when Chala does the official episode. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. safe to say, <laughs> yes, uh, it's easily the soapiest season <laughs> of The Crown so far. So much has happened. I loved everything. I loved all the performances. Very well cast. Emma Corrin it has a star-making turn in the show. She'll go on to do great things, I feel. Uh, yeah, that's it. And that would be like one of the more most accessible seasons, I would say, because Diana yeah. is an icon in her own right, aside from Queen Elizabeth. And yeah. the fact that Diana is loved by... So many people, especially in this current generation, like our parents' generations are like the Diana generation, right? Yeah. Like my mom, my mom cried when she passed away. Aww. Like all of us, I think we're too young to remember it. I was yeah. too, but that was '97, right? We yeah, were... your babies. Exactly. Um, but like, you still feel her impact there. Eh? Yeah, culturally and. What she has done to sort of dismantle the idea that the royals are untouchable. She essentially made members of the royal family celebrities. There wouldn't be big press coverage with Meghan Markle, Kate Middleton, uh, William and Harry if it weren't for what Diana did. And now we have Emma Corrin to thank for reviving it. (laughs) Thank you. Netflix. Thanks Netflix. And speaking of sponsor Netflix, last na, oh nga Netflix ang tagal na kami, ang tagal na namin nagpapa random. <laughs> so, ito Shark Boy and Lava Girl sequel trailer has been released. It's called We Can Be Heroes, which features their kid and which um features the I mean Shark Boy and Lava Girl are still here but now they're parents with other superhero parents, which is a really interesting premise, I would say. But yeah, uh, what do you guys have any thoughts about that? See, Taylor Dooley is reprising her role as Lava Girl, but Taylor Lautner won't be on this one. Um, replacing him Go will Prince. be. And what you're gonna say? <laughs> what What were you gonna say? Yeah, like, I don't. I don't know what to say about this because. Um, it's same thought na is there why not think of original content why do you have to go back to stuff like this and you, you go back to stuff and you can't even bring the one of the more iconic actors yeah so I guess it's an interesting way to do it their parents but the the most thing I've talked about uh, the most thing I've heard about is how 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 are they parents? Uh, that, <laughs> like like really, how did that happen? Like 
I don't know. So I guess we'll. Well, apparently, it's not really a direct sequel, anyway. Yes, yeah, so, it's, it's like a standalone uh, sequel. Yeah, it's a standalone sequel featuring them, and parang hindi yata cast uh, credited si JJ Dashno, who's his stand-in body double, because Taylor Lautner was unable to film hmm. his scenes. I'm not quite sure, but yeah. I mean, um, I, mean I mean, Pedro Pascal is gonna be there, so I guess I'll watch yeah. it. Oh. Yeah, oh, okay. Pascal's I might watch it for Pedro Pascal. And speaking Pedro of Pedro Pascal, Pascal uh, Wonder Woman pala, news on that is that HBO Max will release it on Christmas Day together with some theaters in America, which is kind of like sad news for me because I would really like to see that in a theater one day and not just on a small screen. It was meant for that. But, you know, the Times just really cannot afford that at this point. Guess I'm watching Wonder Woman on Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> we will see. So those are pretty much what's been happening around around pop culture in the last two weeks since we last released our episode. Um, you know, we're not having as much episodes recently because you know it's still a pandemic. Not much is happening unless we have major awards like this or a lot of news comes in in a certain week. But we will try our best to come up with more episodes as we think of other ways to produce more content. And speaking of that, we will head on to our last part of the show as always, which is our pop stop or our pop culture recommendations for the week. Um, I will begin. I will just recommend Cleaners, which I saw on Kisana Pilikona Filipino Year 4. Really amazing film. I would dare say that it's the best high school Filipino film out there. Uh, high school themed rather uh, ang ganda lang I guess it really captures what a Filipino high school experience could be for co-ed people but also syempre iba rin siya from an exclusive school perspective but you know that it's very Pinoy kasi you always have high school movies that are just like American and Western that we can't really completely relate to but this one is very Pinoy in nature very nostalgic ang ganda lang na pagkagawa and just the whole concept behind it, the highlighters and stop motion like um, cinematography of this was really just good. So there's still like three screenings left for Pisana Pelikulang Pilipina 4. And Cleaners will also be shown in Q Cinema 2020. So you can check Cleaners out there. And of course, go listen to NCT Resonance Part 2. It's <laughs> out now. That's their second. NCT 2020 comeback. Um, some great songs, very 90s ang comeback nila this time around. And really good visuals too. So those are my recommendations for the week. Uh, Prince? Um, I haven't consumed much pop culture. Like, I since our last show, I've, I'm still watching Survivor, uh, rewatching all the old seasons. I'm up to season 18 right now. So far, for me, the best season was 16, Fan versus Favorites. But you know, I'm still enjoying all the the trivia, all the, the strategy, all the physical challenges. You know, it just. Yeah. But what I will recommend is, since it's all, almost December, which means it's almost Oscar season, so now you're you're getting you're getting to see all the big movies coming out now on streaming. So Netflix already has Hillbilly Elegy already out, so I'm gonna watch that soon. Ooh. And in December has three big blockbuster big block blockbuster movies. They have Mank. They. They have Marini's Black Bottom as Chadwick Boseman. 
and the prom, which I'm actually pretty excited to see. Oh now. my gosh, the prom! Because, the wow, prom. I'm seeing more things about the prom, and I'm actually pretty excited to see it now. I really missed on, out on that one when I went to Broadway last. As in, it I was planning to like, oh, when I come back, and then they closed the show. So I was like, what the hell? But thanks to Ryan Murphy oh, for making a movie about yeah. it. Yeah, it started as a musical, talaga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. an adaptation. Speaking yes. of the prom, though, it stars Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep was also nominated for a Grammy this year for oh. for for a narrative album for Charlotte's Web. If she wins that, she becomes an EGOT finally. Oh, she has a Tony. She has a Tony na. Salam oh. ko. So she's wow. won the Grammy away. <laughs> so if she wins, the, she she's been nominated already many times for a Grammy. Her last nomination was for Mamma Mia, the visual the soundtrack, and mm-hmm. now. She wins Charlotte Webb. She finally gets the no, EGOT. You know What's what? Her? If, you're an, you're, if you're running for an EGOT, you're like, hey, let me record this spoken word album that <laughs> I can get nominated for. Maybe I can oh get a for this. Wait, these are her competitors. Flea, Acid for the Children, a memoir. I don't know what that is. Ken Jennings for the Alex Trebek mm. uh, spoken word. Rachel Maddow for her album Blowout, Corrupted Democracy, Rogue State Russia... Etc. And Ronan Farrow for Catch and Kill. So yeah, her con- competition is pretty high because you have Ronan Farrow, Rachel Maddow, but yeah. but she's married. Na lang. <laughs> yeah, she's married. <laughs> okay, and last Jeremiah. Um. Okay, I have two. I am currently watching HBO's The Undoing which is written by David O'Kelly of Big Little Lies and stars, also from Big Little Lies, Nicole Kidman and Hugh Grant in a, in a great uh, spin of a role on the typical charismatic Hugh Grant role. He, without revealing too much, he's, his character is very charismatic, very charming in that very Hugh Grant way. But there's some added mystery and creepiness to his character. So it's the first time seeing you play a villain, which is really interesting. And this is, the series is done now or it's still ongoing? It's ongoing. The show is about, it's very like Gossip Girl set in the New York's Upper East Side. It centers on a posh private school for rich kids and one of the moms was bludgeoned to death and sud- and it's sort of like a classic who the- who did it who killed the mom mm-hmm. and every episode ends with a total 180 of a turn very Shonda Rhimes siya. I love those like HBO series like Big Little Lies which is like so addicting yeah diba and it's it's the same theme also starring is Edgar Ramirez as Ooh, the, the oh. cop investigating the case. And oh my God, he's so Sutherland hot in this. Yeah. Yes, Donald Lily Sutherland. Rabe. Oh my gosh, Lily Rabe is In there. his creepy glory is there as Nicole Kidman's father. Um, Lily Rabe is there as Nicole Kidman's best friend. Mm. In the If you watch Big Little Lies, she's filling in for the Reese Witherspoon role. <laughs> Um, it's a great show. Twitter, every time an episode premieres, Twitter explodes because there's so much twists and turns. It's crazy. It's very Shonda Rhimes. Na. And next week is the last, the season finale. So 
And it's a limited series or uh it's a mini series. Six okay. episodes long. So I'm sure that this will this will get an Emmy nod. Adding that to my super long list of what to watch. <laughs> I have a lot of HBO series to catch up on. Ferns, you should get on Love Lovecraft Country, but yeah, we'll talk yeah. about it after yeah. the Lovecraft's also ends. on my list. Maybe maybe next year. <laughs> maybe next year. And what was your other one, Jeremiah? Oh, sorry. I, I forgot. Um, I recently listened to Doha Cat's whole album. I only knew her from Say So. I don't even remember the name of the album. but uh, It's called Pink uh, something. Doha. When I listened... When I listened to the whole thing, I was like, yo, this is really good. It's very disco. Shout out Hot to Pink. Hot Pink. Yes. It's Shout very Yunga, I would say. It's very <laughs> a Jer- very Jeremiah Capasilio album. Shout out to uh, Go Down, which is my favorite song in the whole album. It's a kind of song you'd listen to while you're driving a convertible along a cliff with your wind blowing in your hair. It's very that vibe. Very retro, and I underestimated Doha, I realized. I thought that she was just a TikTok one-hit wonder, but there's something to her. three TikTok hits or more at this point. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite Doja Cat song is Moo, though. Have you heard Moo? I'm sure I have, but... I will send you the link to Moo. It's just like I one didn't. of the best Doja Cat songs out there. And last, last, I forgot to mention this pala early on in the show, but... Go, uh, the P-pop girl group Beanie has been <laughs> pre-debuted by ABS-CBN and their pre-debut song, The Coconut Nut, a version of The Coconut Nut, it's just like lives rent-free in my mind. It's great. <laughs> I can't stop thinking about it. And, you know, I wake I woke up two days consecutively when I woke up. I was like, just singing the song in my head for some reason. <laughs> Ang galing din nila eh. They're very, they're one of the more polished girl groups to come out in the past how many years. Although I do love MNL48 naman. But they have a different uh, approach to it, which is really interesting. And I'm really looking forward to see uh, what comes out next when they actually debut. And uh, also what comes next from P-pop because P-pop is really on the rise after... Uh, a whole year of SB19 starting and making their name out there. And now more groups are emerging. So I'm ready to stand P-pop groups. So stream The Coconut Nut by <laughs> Beanie. Me. It's a bop. It was truly a choice to choose that as something to <laughs> remix. But it really works. And it's really addicting, I would say. When I saw the performance that you sent in our chat group, I was like, Wow, they they're very synchronized. Their level of performing is so polished. I didn't expect that, and they made the coconut nut into a bop. Exactly. <laughs> Who does that? Who can do that? <laughs> I already stand. I don't even know what their um, fan group name is yet, but I'm ready to stand. Beanie. Dapat gawin na lang K-pop cover yung dubi dubi do. Ang gusto ko nga P-pop boy group edition. O, di ba? The Coconut Nut yung sa girls. Tapos, butchikik naman yung girls. <laughs> That's so powerful. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, 
we are closing our show. Thank you so much, Jer and Perns, for being here. And of course, thank you to everyone who listened to this episode. Uh, you can also go stream all our previous episodes, including a full episode on folklore, a full episode on chromatica. They're all out there on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you stream your podcasts. And of course, we're here on Radio Katipunan every week. Thank you so much to the Radio Katipunan fam for always streaming our episodes. And you can go follow us on social media. That's at Popcorn with Cholo, at Popcorn W Cholo on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Let us know what else you'd want to hear and who else you'd want to see or hear on the show as well. So we will see you guys next time. And bye. Bye, guys. Bye. Vote for Cholo. Vote for Cholo. Vote for Cholo. Vote for Cholo.